Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Snap is good. Kick on its way. End over end, and it is good! And the Giants have beaten the Packers 24-22. What a win by the Giants. The DeVito family going crazy. Kansas City may have Taylor Swift, but Jersey and New York will take the DeVitos any day. Manja! I had to play that for you, Bobby. Giants Manja. radio with the call. Two games on Monday Night Football. Two upsets. And the Mavs and Stars get their wins. Final hour, fist pump time, Tolo Tuesday here on Sean, RJ, and Bobby after Jerry Jones just joined us. The meatballs never learn. They never learn. They they got duped by uh, Jeremy Lin. They got duped by old uh, Shane Spencer. Now they're, <laughs> they're going to get it again. <laughs> and Daniel g- Jones. Daniel jo- Jones. They, they, but this is like the viral sensation guy. This is different. They're, they're, they're falling for the viral sensation again. Fine. If you don't like the Shane Spencer name chop, Ricky Lede. Whoever. Ricky I, I, I don't Lede. care. They, they, they fall for the sensation once more. Kevin Moss. And now here they are, Kevin and they're, they're falling guy. in love with old uh, Tommy Cutlets. It's... They do. They do. They they fall hard. They they will fall hard, man. There's I can't, no doubt. Who has the balls in New York today to be like this guy is still a bum, and we need to throw some Alfredo on the cutlets? Are you remotely aware of who lives there? <laughs> of Yorkers? what? Of 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 who dominate? Like like that is you 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 can't. I mean, you can like that Sean Mraz point. This guy who you hear on the sports minutes that mm-hmm. works for. Our company, like that—that—that's that, a New York type of sports take. You know what I mean? Do you know what I'm talking about? Is this the one that I sent yesterday? Yes. That, that wasn't about Tommy DeVito, though. No, no, but just in general, he we're talking about light. the New York state of mind. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they—they they, look. They are—they're—they're they're lunacy. They're—they're they're lunatics. Uh, he was talking about uh, how about being angry that the Bills. So they were talking about the Patrick Mahomes stuff. Yeah. And uh, you know how fans are angry at Mahomes. He's like, how about being mad at the Bills? Are allowing Sean McDermott to coach in the game after he finds out that he admits he used terrorists in a motiv- motivation tactic. Yeah, that was never a fireable offense. It was a dumb thing to say. Yeah, it's it was like, never a fireable offense. So that's like a New York sports take. So this will be this guy has the it. This guy has you know he's got something, and they'll want to go ahead and bypass taking a quarterback at number eight after Devito has not thrown for 192 yards in his last two games. He has not thrown for 192 no. or more. I'm happy for you, him. Good story. Cool, but I I'm dying to see if they fall for. You can't him. you can't you can't call, you can't uh, have nobody in that town would have the guts and they shouldn't cuz you the mob will get you. You can't go up to an Italian in that town. Oh. You do that, you are you're asking for it. Or his agent or his agent. Uh, he's, trying, he's, trying to, he's trying to blend in. He's trying to culturally appropriate is what uh, Sean's trying to do there. Wow. But when you look at the – I kind of wonder, is, is is this a Brock Purdy effect? 
Like, are teams like the Giants and other teams, are they just so in love with the idea of, like, man, we got to find the Brock Purdy. We, we got to get the guy, put him in there. And, and clearly he's not playing anywhere near where even Purdy was last year. But it does feel like there's a little bit of this fascination. And we get it sometimes, like with a Jeremy Lin or somebody else, where you find teams start trying to figure out, like, how do I copy that? How do I find yeah. that diamond in the rough? How do I do that? And it feels like the Giants are trying to will Tommy DeVito to be a Brock Purdy, when in reality – He's not that good. I mean, when listen, I watched him, he looked like Ben DiNucci. The goal, day. the goal, we all admit, the goal is to find a quarterback that's an undrafted free agent or a seventh round. Sure. And have them basically be free but for don't, four years. Don't force it, though. Let like, the game come to you. That is dream scenario. What the Niners have, dream scenario. What the, Romos, what the Cowboys have with Romo, dream scenario. What the Cowboys have with Dak, first four years, dream scenario. Right. The game came to them. The, game the came Giants to them. are trying to Russell Westbrook a situation out of this and just put up 50 shots here. That's what they're doing. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, look, I mean, we're almost set the bench for a couple years. We'll talk about what we saw with Miami last night. A future Cowboys opponent, the Tyreek Hill injury with Patrick Walker, 920 DallasCowboys.com. But speaking of the Cowboys, what are we taking from the Jerry Jones interview with. A new show. Hey, man, Sean, RJ, Sean. Oh, on there. <laughs> Sean, RJ, and Sean. Sean, RJ, and Sean. <laughs> Look, yes. it, it had been the RJ and Choppy show. It is now Sean, RJ, and Sean. Either way, I'm getting cut out. And that, Bobby and everybody. Way. Bobby yep, and everybody. We did, get, we did get Bobby and everybody. I think he's just going to say, eventually we're going to get him on here for one of these interviews and he's going to go, good morning, Peyton, Peyton, Peyton. Like, <laughs> we're going to get please, that eventually. Please. Yep. It, uh, yeah. It's a, good show. it's a good show name either way. No, but I, look, I think that it's interesting. He came in. I, I wonder if it's. The sense of, because he, he felt this way after the game the other day, too. I wonder if this is starting to feel, re- in, like, real to him. Like, the ability for this team to compete. And we see a team like Miami that's supposed to be one of the top contenders, and they just, you know, do what they do last night, and Philly struggles, and you see all these issues. I think that within that organization, and probably with Jerry as well, that they look at it and say, San Francisco's the only real hurdle for us. That's the only team we're not confident, like, like that we haven't proven we can beat. And so I think there's there's a little bit of business approach to all of this right now when Jerry talks in a way that is not normal. Usually he's he's just riding high. That's felt very he felt very serious right from the jump. And I think it's he recognizes, hey, there's a lot of work to be done, and this is a this is a good opportunity for us to really actually have a chance yeah. to win a Super Bowl again. But you know, the, this I, I think the system is going to screw him. Just the the system in general that the that the league has just that the playoff seating, playoff seating. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's really going to hamper. It's going to screw the whole thing up too, because their second round will be on the road against San Fran today. One of the uh, I always like to go to the Twitter when we're doing the interview and then right after just to see like all right what is, what is the beat zeroing in on what do, what do they think is the headline and John Machota zeroed in on that last question we asked about Dak where he says that it sounds like Jerry's pretty confident about their ability to get the next contract. And I agree. That's what I took away from that. It sounded like he was like, hey, we know oh, exactly yeah. where this well, stands. Get it done. Oh, you mean this question about Dak? Jerry, you know, there was a lot of discussion when Dak Prescott got his last contract that, oh, wow, he, got, he was able to get all the way to the end of that contract. They weren't able to take advantage of the last year of his rookie deal where they could structure some things differently. And and you've headed, you know, you're you're entering the final year of his deal next year as well. And, and there's sort of been this discussion point that have they waited too long on quarterback? Are they, are they allowing him to, to up his market value and then ultimately you're having to pay more than you would have had you just got it done earlier? What do you have to say to that line of thinking or, or that question about should you try to take care of the quarterback's contract as early as possible? 
<laughs> yep. And uh, you have, you started your question. It's a long one. <laughs> it is. Started, but, you, but you started your question. <laughs> that's sad. okay. That's still. I just I just clocked it. That's still, hey, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Here. Don't say anything. How long do you think that question was? Uh, How long did it feel? It felt like forty six seconds. I'm going to say it was twenty three. Okay. Um. You you brought up Chiafalo. I want the totals to listen here, and we will see which one was longer. This was with Steven? Steven yep. Jones. Yep. Eric Chiafalo. Which one was the longer, more drawn? I told. I told y'all this in my awful announcing interview. Jerry Jones is a journalism professor. If you ask double barrel questions, if you ask yes, no ones, if you get it wrong, he this guy could teach a journalism class. He will pick away. He only does it really with Bobby, and that makes me love him even more. Let's see if Chiafalo beat Bobby's length again. You know, one of the things, Stephen, I think most fans are, um, you know, really curious about, not just with the Cowboys, but really a- across the league, it's one thing that, that fans and-, and people like to talk about is just, you know, <laughs> what the process is of, of making these in-game decisions in the moment. Uh, and-, and it always really ends up falling back onto the plate of the head coach ultimately. But the process involved, how many people are involved in these decisions? For example, <laughs> Greg Zerline, 59-yard field goal. Some people would say, hey, maybe you should. Go for it there or whatever it may be or uh, calling a timeout or, uh, you know, any type of in-game, in-the-moment decision. And I'm curious kind of what is what is the process like? <laughs> Ultimately, when, it, when it's in that moment, is it really just Mike McCarthy deciding for himself kind of based on the knowledge he has in lead-up or whatever it is, just kind of a gut decision for him? Or are there people in his ear saying, hey, we should probably kick the field goal here or, hey, we should call the timeout here? W- what is it in-game, the process like when it comes to – making those sort of game management decisions? Well, you, you covered a lot of territory there. <laughs> <laughs> One minute, three seconds. Okay. So, Let's put the stopwatch. Not, it ain't even close. Let's put the stopwatch on Roberto to see if he could get anywhere close to Chio. Jerry, you know, there was a lot of discussion when Dak Prescott got his last contract that, <laughs> oh, wow, he got, he was able to get all the way to the end of that contract. They weren't able to take advantage of the last year of his rookie deal where they could structure some things differently. <laughs> and and you've headed, you know, you're, you're entering the final year of his deal next year as well. And, and there's sort of been this discussion point that mm, have they waited too long on quarterback? Are they, are they allowing him to, to up his market value and then ultimately you're having to pay more than you would have had you just got it done earlier? What do you have to say to that line of thinking or, or that question about should you try to take care of the quarterback's contract as early as possible? Yeah, and uh, you have, you started your question. It's a long one. <laughs> right. 36. 36. I had 36. 30, I had 35. I had 35. 35. Uh, Pepe, you have the actual numbers. This versus Eric's? Yes, Bobby's was a lot shorter at 36 seconds. 36? Eric, Eric's was about a minute two. Minute two. All right, so he doubled you up. There's nothing worse than listening back to that, though. Right? I won't. I took it off. I took my headphones off. I listened head- to Eric's. That's enjoyable. Took but the headphones <laughs> off. I'm not going to listen to mine. So there it is. And now his answer to paying Dak sooner rather than later. Yeah. Look, I mean, that was a long question and a long playback. And so now we're finally getting to the answer. But he did say, he said, don't pay attention to any of the discussion. It's meaningless. The only thing that's factual here is what I decide and what we decide as a team and what Dak decides. And he, when he gave that answer, he had said that, you know, he felt like they were as in close communication on this as you could possibly be at this state. And so it sounds like they are well aware of where things are at. 
and that this is something that's going to get done. It has to get done. Yeah. They can't. They cannot let him his contract run out because he's exposed to the open market. Then and now you're in trouble because there was a stipulation in his last contract where they can't tag him at the end of it. And so that's something where they don't have that protection if they want it. They would be exposed to the open market. It has to get done in the spring. The question that I have is, will will waiting seven weeks cost them more, a lot more, or is it basically going to be just the same? Mm. Dak's going to take less. He's going to reset the market. Maybe Shohei will inspire him to go ahead and we can work out. Maybe we just gave Jerry the framework of a Shohei deal with Dak just making $2 million a season and then getting it when he's retired and enjoying enjoying sitting back. They kind of try to do that whenever they do all their restructures. Yeah. They, they build they build in those void years at the back so they can shift money. Yeah. Um, so they, they, they do, do their best to do it. But then obviously you, but you got to pay the piper. You come up here and it's, okay, well, there's $60 million. $60 million on the cap hit. And basically and, and, and how, how, much did, how much did waiting within this season cost them? That's, that's going to be my question at yeah, the end I of mean, this. Yeah, I mean, it, it cost this MVP run. It cost them from the standpoint that other quarterbacks jumped the line. And you know his performance. Like he can win the Super Bowl. I don't know that his contract's going to be a single dollar more than than it would be. He's just going to go to the top, right? Yeah, either but, way, he's going to go but, to the top. Either but, way, but he wouldn't have had as much of a case to go to the top before this hot streak, right? But no, but no quarterback necessarily has the case. They still do it. Yeah, I'm they trying still to think. Go, you know what I mean? They still. I'm go trying to, the to think of the last quarterback that was good that slid in though versus just went to the top. Obviously, Lamar leapfrogged, Watson leapfrogged, um, Dak leapfrogged, Mahomes, Mahomes, yeah. Allen. Maybe there's not one. Burrow, maybe, all that. Maybe he just would have gone up top anyway. Yeah, maybe or, you're or, right. or, or close to it. And I think yeah. the other, the other, the other issue is is that there's there's a case to be made that it, there's no such thing. If, if the quarterback's elite, any co- any cost is fine. Yeah, but we didn't think he was elite before this. Some no, of us, no, you and yeah. I, didn't. Yeah, no, that's, that's the great and elite. I think we're different. Yeah, um, but he's hit another level. He's he, Yes. Uh, what do we think about one of the Cowboys' future opponents and how serious is the Tyreek Hill injury after last night? That's next with Patrick Walker. DallasCowboys.com here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. They're at the three and a half. Second down. Give Henry... Turning the left side, diving, touchdown, tight though! Derrick Henry has knotted the count with 149 to go. Titans Radio with the call, and you had two upsets last night. Tennessee beating the Miami Dolphins, a future Cowboys opponent, and Tyreek Hill gets hurt with the ankle. Speaking of primetime football, thanks to Tolo Diego, and Choppy saw this as well. Al Michaels is out of NBC's 
NFL playoff coverage for this year, a move he was not expecting per the New York Post. There's been long tension, long-time tension between Al and top NBC executives, though they have done their best to hide it from public view. So Al Michaels not going to be on the NBC playoff game. Nope, he did the Jags-Chargers game, and they uh, he was wildly, widely criticized for him and Dungy for a lack of enthusiasm. And they get the two-point conversion to tie it. <laughs> in that game. So they're going away with it. And what they're going to do is Tariko and Collinsworth are going to do both the playoff games this year. One will be on Peacock exclusively. Patrick Walker, DallasCowboys.com, brought to you by the Windstar World Casino and Resort. Good morning, Patrick. Were you paying closer attention to the Dolphins or the Giants last night? Uh, I was watching both equally. I had them running on multiple screens. Wow. Well, um, yeah, you know. You what know. a flex, Pat. Oh, stop it. Stop <laughs> it. You're, you're, you're higher than my tax bracket, my friend. Um, <laughs> but, no, I mean, I was paying attention to both equally for, you know, for different reasons, but obviously it's because it both impacts the Cowboys, one directly and one, you know, indirectly until, you know, two weeks from now. But uh, when you look at the Miami Dolphins, the question still becomes, you know, can they? It's funny that the narrative was kind of following the Cowboys unnecessarily, but here we are. Can the Dolphins beat um, one of the better teams in the NFL? They've not yet to do that. When you look at who they've lost to, the, the Chiefs, the Bills, uh, and the Eagles, uh, and then you're at home and you're this big favorite against Will Levis uh, and the Tennessee Titans, and what do you do? You, you give it up. Um, and Will Levis throws for over 400 yards. He had a, a comeback game-winning drive against you on your own field, and they take that win despite giving the ball away three times. That has to give the Cowboys um, a lot of confidence going into that game next week. Now, they should not overlook Buffalo whatsoever. they got to take care of business in front of them. But as far as me, I don't suit up for the team. So I get to play analyst, and I get to look ahead a little bit. Uh, and the, the Dolphins look beatable at home, obviously, with the Titans. And then you flip over, and you look at what the Giants were able to do. Uh, they've now won their third straight game. Um, with with Tommy Cutlets, and um, they're only one game out of the wild card spot. So guess what? They have something to play for now, and they have to play the Eagles twice. Um, so it's getting getting real fun here in December as it gets down to the wire. Where do you stand on Tua? I think Tua is a really good quarterback. Um, I don't think he's an elite quarterback. I think he's a really good quarterback with elite talent around him. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's not a knock against Tua. Uh, it's just the fact of the matter. And you saw what happened when Tyreek Hill went down with, with that ankle injury and that offense completely went stale uh, until Tyreek came back. And then even then, because he was hobbled, offense didn't get kind of fired up again as it was early in the game. So uh, that's not a knock against Tua. I mean, Tyreek Hill, he's a you know future, probably first ballot Hall of Famer, easily one of the best wide receivers to ever step foot uh, in the NFL. So when you lose a player of that caliber, of course, you're going to take a step back offensively. But, I mean, I think Tua is a really good quarterback, really good person. Um, I mean, I'd take him as top 15. Uh, I don't think he's a top 10 quarterback without a talent like Tyreek Hill around him. But, again, that's not a knock against him because if you're a top 15 quarterback uh, in the NFL, that means you're one of the, you know, 15 best on the planet. So uh, that's kind of where I am with two. I think he can definitely blow a game open um, if his receivers like Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, uh, and then those guys in the backfield he has, Mostert and A-Chain, if they help get him going. Um, but is he on the same caliber as, you know, a Patrick Mahomes, a, a Dak Prescott, and, you know, some of these other elite guys? I wouldn't put him there 
uh, not as far as being able to elevate the talent around him. I think the talent around him is already elevated, and they're elevating him. Patrick Walker on the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline every Tuesday here on Sean, RJ, and Bobby. What's more likely to happen for the Eagles? Losing at Seattle this upcoming Monday night or losing one of the two Giants games? I'm basing this off of your tweet yesterday. You know, I think both things happen. Um, Whoa! Let's start with Seattle really quickly. Let's start with Seattle. I think the Cowboys had kind of a win-win against in the Seattle game because they were able to escape with that victory in uh, convincing fashion as far as the offense is concerned. Defense had a bad day at the office. But what it did was it woke the Seattle Seahawks offense up. Now, of course, the following week they were without Geno, but you saw them competitive. They were very competitive in Santa Clara against the 49ers with Drew Locke being thrust into the role. Uh, And for, let's say, three and a half quarters, they were right there. Uh, and now we'll see, but reports are they will likely get Geno Smith back. Uh, so if they get Geno Smith back, and that's the same Geno Smith and DK Metcalf and Tyler uh, Lockett and JSN that came to AT&T and, and put, you know, 35 on the board, then, yeah, uh, against that secondary that Philadelphia has, they are in absolute trouble because if they play, if they are playing from behind, forced to play from behind double digits, um, they don't have – necessarily the ability to do that they have to stay close and the Cowboys showed that uh against the Eagles so I think the Eagles and they're also playing in Seattle so that whole 12th man thing it's it's real so I think they could lose against the Eagles now sorry I think I think the Eagles can lose against the Seahawks so bird on bird crime there as far as the Giants I think the Giants can split Uh, I think the Giants can absolutely split they're only one game out they're confident and don't uh, don't underestimate what confidence can mean for a team they're confident they're kind of punching above their pay grade, above their weight grade a little bit. Um, so I think they can steal one. Now, would that be the first or the final one? Kind of remains to be seen. But the fact that they are on a winning streak and the fact that they are only one game out uh, of the uh, wild card spot and the fact that they could play spoiler to the Eagles as far as keeping them potentially out of the number one seed or even the number two seed down the stretch. I mean, don't. Don't go counting out the Giants. They got a lot of reasons to start punching the Eagles in their mouth. We're talking with Patrick Walker from DallasCowboys.com. Pat, when you look at this victory over the Eagles and the idea is that, well, they still haven't beaten any of these top contenders, they obviously handled business in this game this past weekend. What is there left for you on the checklist? Obviously, San Francisco is the big one, but they're not going to get that opportunity. What is left on a checklist? Would it be these back-to-back road victories against the AFC? What do they still need to prove? Exactly that. Uh, you know, regardless of if these road games are NFC or AFC, the fact is these particular teams, we're talking about Buffalo and Miami, regardless of what conference they're in, they are um, two of the better teams in the NFL. Miami more so, even though after that upset last night, um, they're more beatable uh, than we thought they were. But, I mean, they're still up there. Let's be honest. And the Bills, especially at home, they're still up there. Uh, so the Cowboys right now, yes, they're 7-0 and at home. And, you know, they're racking up, you know, 40-point games. Uh, fairly easily, but on the road, they're only three and three and things get turned down a little bit this season when the Cowboys are on the road. So, you know, they've checked off every box except for the 49ers, like you said, and except for the, uh, the reality that they need to show that they can not only win on the road frequently, but they can win on the road in hostile territory against some of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, and they have two pristine opportunities to do that. If you walk up into Buffalo 
uh, and you take that from Buffalo this coming weekend, and then you fly back to Dallas, and then the next week you go all the way, you know, south to, to South Beach, and you take that from Miami in a situation where Miami is trying to stay ahead of Buffalo uh, in the division race, and they have a lot to play for, as do the Cowboys, then, I mean, after that, there only leaves um, two check boxes remaining. One will be the 49ers, which you probably won't see them again until the playoffs. But then by checking off that box, if you can check off the 49ers box, then inherently you check off the other box as well, which would be a deep playoff run because you probably, if things remain as they are, are, you probably won't see the 49ers until the NFC Championship. So, again, if you check that box off, then guess where you you find yourself? Mm -hmm. You find yourself at Allegiant Stadium in February. So, right now, you know, eyes forward, what's right in front of them, go handle the Buffalo Bills and then double up and handle the Miami Dolphins, two top NFL teams on their field. Yeah, that that would be looking real good going into the back end of December. Rank their next three opponents, uh, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. Detroit, um, Miami, and Buffalo. So invert that order, and that, that's my ranking. Uh, I think Detroit, although they've struggled and, you know, they dropped one here recently, they were upset. But uh, I still think Detroit is not going to say I think. I know Detroit is one of the better teams in the NFC. Uh, and just like the best teams in the NFC, they had a bad day at the office. Cowboys had one. It's called Arizona, right? Um, Eagles might have – well, they've had two, but those were against the top two teams in the NFC. But I think they're going to potentially drop one to Seattle maybe drop one to the Giants. We'll see how Kyler Murray decides to play uh, against the Eagles. So they're going to have some more bad days at the office, hopefully more than one. Um, but the Detroit Lions, they're still formidable. Their coach, Dan Campbell, you got to love him. Um, he, he's as scrappy and as blue-collar as it gets. He has that team playing hard. And, and there's no, no given Sunday that you can look at the Lions and assume that they're not going to compete and assume that they're not going to give you a handful. So Lions are the best of the three for me. Miami, that speed is just dangerous, but Vrabel put a blueprint out there for you, so follow that. Um, and then Buffalo, Buffalo is up and down. They're, they're, they're 50-50 with me. It just depends on where they're playing, who they're playing. They can either be lights out dangerous or they'll, they'll wet the bed. Great stuff as always. Thank you, Patrick. Enjoy the day. Thanks, well, let's talk to you soon. Patrick Walker, DallasCowboys.com, every Tuesday and Thursday, brought to you by the Windstar World Casino and Resort. Proud to be the Casino of the Dallas Cowboys, please game responsibly. Mike Bask is ready to go for his return in KMC Crosstalk next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. To force other guys to beat them. Fade away. No good. Lively, though, with the jam. The putback dunk by Lively. 
Valley mm-hmm. with the call. 16 and 16. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Screwing up the Rangers. Derek Lively, 16 and 16. Mavs win and the Stars win. Mm. It's the return of Mikey Bassick for KMC Crosstalk here on The Fan. Corey Majors, what's coming up? Guys, the leader of the Jericho Appreciation Society will be on with us today at 1045. Chris Jericho, one of your best friends, will join the show. He has the list, right? That's the Kardashian mom, right? He does have the the list. Um, The Kardashian mom? Yeah, Chris Jericho, isn't that who that is? No, that's Chris Kardashian. Who's Chris Jericho? Chris Jericho. He's the Ayatollah of oh, Rock and Rona. He defeated. Oh, he's a musician. He defeated The Rock yeah. and Stone Cold Steve Austin in the same night. Mm. Grace Pop. And then clown Sean Sharif in our old studio. <laughs> I don't even remember what you're talking about. Oh, uh, I can re I can refresh your memory <laughs> because it was this, one Sean? of my favorite moments in the history of working at this station. <laughs> It's when we were up on floor number 12. Oh, First of all, I think you rubbed him the wrong way because you got up in the middle of the interview and walked out to get some coffee because <laughs> you asked me if I would sit in with y'all, and I was really excited. And then he was coming out with this third book, and I was like, hey, in your second book, you talked about, and you looked at me and you go, oh, listen to this guy. Oh, in your second book, blah, blah, blah. And Chris Jericho. I was Jer- doing well even back then. Chris <laughs> Jericho <laughs> looked right at you and he goes, yeah, God forbid somebody did their research to ask good questions. It was the best ever. <laughs> it couldn't have been serious. <laughs> and he was oh. dead serious? He looked serious in that moment. Oh, some real, real, real dialogue from a wrestler yeah just tell him be like yeah have a, a real profession um and i'll do some real research <laughs> what else Corey? Uh, he'll show you his bank account i think it's a pretty real profession and right out of the gate inside the cap genius of the mm. dodgers genius all right michael i've been very excited for your return today thank you uh otani tax sounds like you guys are doing that zion weight the mccarthy yeah. mccarthy teaching deck football or the Chiefs offsides controversy. Oh, hold, on, one- hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Can I? Can I also want to tease our noon segment? Yeah. Is Dak Prescott the same quarterback or a different quarterback? Mm. That's our that's our noon segment today. Before Mahomes, real quick, I'll because you've you, talked about the Chiefs receivers for a long yeah, time. Yeah. Before he he obviously went off in the press conference. What did I text to you? Well, the, the receivers have broken him. Yeah. Like as that game was getting to the conclusion, I'm like, these receivers have broken him. He he throws the ball to areas they're supposed to be in. They don't know their routes. He throws the ball perfectly to Kadarius. I shouldn't be in the NFL, Tony, and he drops it. He throws it to Valdez Scantling. He drops it. He throws it perfectly to Valdez Scantling. He runs the wrong route in the end. Like they're horrible. This is the worst wide receiver core in all of the NFL. Nobody's worse, and they finally broke him. And I think that Mahomes. I don't want to say did a good job, but he's so broken by these receivers that he took it out on the referees because they drop passes. They don't know what the re- they had to call in a game in a game where it's very close late. They had to call a timeout late in that game because the receivers had no clue where to line up and what routes they're supposed to run. This is reminiscent of when about 96, where when Michael Irvin wasn't playing, you were dealing with Billy Davis and I don't even know if Patrick Kevin Williams Jeffers. Was, like, yeah, it was horrible. Ooh. And that's when Troy was going off on the sideline where you see the audio of like, I'm tired of having to be the head coach and the quarterback and tell these guys where the routes are supposed to be. This is pathetic. Dak handled it. And so he's always had, you know, 
uh, great weapons, Silver Spoon. But <laughs> oh my God. I just, the other two quarterbacks that he mentioned have Super Bowl championships. Mahomes oh. is broken right now because he is dealing with the worst wide receivers in the NFL. Sky Moore's a bust. That guy shouldn't be in. He'll be in the NFL another three or four years because people will think he's fixable. You know, like when you get a guy with that much athleticism, you're like, we can fix him, and then they'll have him for a year or two. I'm like, he's not fixable. And he'll just move on from team to team. What about the call? It's the right call. He was off sides. I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do about it. It was an unbelievable play. In the moment, yeah. it was an unbelievable play. I didn't recognize how far off sides he was to start. <laughs> yep. But then, I mean, I'm not trying to rag on you at all, Bobby, but Randy Gregory got a sack the other day oh uh, for San Francisco. Well, I'm not Randy. I swear he lined up off sides by another yard. And I was like, I can't believe that Randy can. Literally, now I guess if you line up offsides every play, he hold too? you're going to get, he didn't ride that donkey uh, in the <laughs> end where we're like, oh, a guard's pulling, let's ride that donkey. Um, but I, I just, it's, I understand Patrick Mahomes, I'm, I'm just seeing here headline, he regrets outburst interaction with Allen. He was so, emo- like, I don't mind that at all. Like when you have just lost another game because your receivers are complete and utter trash. I watched last night a little bit and I just think, I know that they were out of money, but God, if they had DeAndre Hopkins, what a different team that would be. And he was just going to cost. He's 70. But he's still really good. He's just played on trash teams for his whole career. And I just think if they would have gone out and got DeAndre Hopkins to start this year, how much better would Kansas City be if DeAndre Hopkins was their one and all the other trash were their two through fives? Which topic is farthest away? Uh, from right now, Kevin. Well, we can talk about whatever the heck you want, Sean. Okay. Um, McCarthy teaching Dak football. Otani deal. Help me out here because I'm sorry I missed the segment because I know you teased it yesterday and, and did it today. Dak went out of his way. Am I right or wrong here? Dak went out of his way to talk to Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth. They're, they're, I don't know, is it 15 to 20 minutes you get with each quarterback before a game? Uh, the day before or two days before. The way they tell it, he went out of his let's way. I guess it. I didn't hear oh, him say let's it. Let's play it. Did you hear? remember yeah. hearing this? Yeah. All right, let's 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 play this, Pepe. When we see Dak before the Giants game week one, he's talking about this footwork and trying to t- time it up. And then before the San Francisco game, now it's like he's preaching to us. Almost like, you guys should try this, really. It's almost like somebody learning a language and then learning how to speak it fluently. Yeah, and he was... Like selling us something, wasn't it? It was it was unusual. And like, guys, I can't believe it's taken me. I played football all these years, and it's taken me this long to figure out everything I was doing was wrong. And now I'm just all you got to do is go one two, and then you take off and run. And it was like he had just cracked the code on the game itself. Wow, was that a humbling experience for you to hear, Bobby? No, because I know. I I, look. They have (laughs) say it's a lie, Bobby. Oh my God! Say it's a lie. Is that what you think? That, 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 that was no. overboard. No, uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. The, re, the be... retelling is overboard. I would actually love to hear exactly how it was phrased and what led up to. I, I'd love to hear the context of it instead of just a, a retelling of it. I'm dead serious. But again, I think that they are in a good spot right now, the two of them, and I think that the offense looks remarkably similar to concepts they were running last year. If we and the had, first five weeks did not, and that's when everything was going to hell. If we had Kurt Warner on mm-hmm. tomorrow and we said, hey, man, how much of McCarthy influence or change do you see in this offense in the last five weeks? What would he say? 
uh, there's definitely some. It's not identical to what they ran last year, but a lot of the big concepts they're hitting are what they did last year. There's definitely some in it, but it's not what they were trying to run the first five weeks that was not working. So does that mean, in your estimation, McCarthy deserves some credit? For ruining something and then going, yep, you're right, I guess I'll let you run the offense the way you want? No. (laughs) So I heard you guys yesterday talking a little bit about my guy Trevor Lawrence. And so I'm going to do this. He is your guy. I'm going to, yeah, that for on the sure. record, your guy. I'm going to do this, yeah. Bobby. So this is how you're supposed to do this <laughs> oh my in, God. in life. Oh, my Lord. Please, wow. please, please lecture me as something. my quarterback's about to win MVP. I agree oh. with you guys that Trevor Lawrence is not living up to ex- expectations. He's not as great as he should be. He is He is not. Mm-hmm. I'm admitting that, that he is not. Which is wild because a week ago there were a win away from being the one right, seed. Right, right. But. And, and look, he played with a high ankle sprain, all these things. I, but I, but when I listened to you guys yesterday, mm-hmm. I'm like, look, I can't argue this strongly because those are somewhat factually right. I know that it's, it's opinion on how do you think a person's playing, but you can look at stats. You can look at if you watch the game, you're like, he's not as good as he was projected to be. Now, is he bad? No, he's not bad. He made the playoffs last year. He won a playoff game. They're eight and five. He's not bad. But where was the bar on him? The bar was he is going to be the next Peyton Manning. Or in a way, Andrew Luck, and I know Andrew Luck, that was a little bit of a weird situation, but let's just go back to Peyton Manning. He's supposed to be Peyton Manning. Does he have time to become great in his career? Sure, he has plenty of time. He dealt with Fingers Magoo his first year. So this is where my (laughs) argument comes in is, hey, you guys are right I am wrong about Trevor Lawrence up to this point, but I'm not giving up on him being a great quarterback in the NFL. I feel like at this Good point, for you, Mike. Bobby, you mm-hmm. have to give up this Mike McCarthy just went back to Kellen Moore's system and just said, I quit my system because Mike. that's not what Dak told Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth. He said, we're running we're running somewhat of a Mark, Mike Coast. McCarthy system, and it is working, and it's amazing how it's made the game easier for me, and I am at my best now in my career. He, he is. He right now is the MVP. He is going, as long as these last four games go his way, he's going to be the MVP of the NFL. I give all the credit to Dak, or I shouldn't say all. I give most of the credit to Dak. You always give the player credit first. Sure. But Mike McCarthy has something to do with this Dak greatness. Did that look like a legitimate NFL offense the first five weeks of the season? Did it look like a great NFL offense? No. Did it look like a, a playoff offense? Yes. I mean, they did really? put up 70 points in their first two games. Right, Granted, and we, and we talked teams. a lot about how it was like eight. there was a special teams touchdown, yeah. there was a pick six. Yeah. The offense was struggling a great deal. What I'm saying is – Nine and eight is going to be the five Which seed. is more likely at, at week six, they went back to concepts players were comfortable with or it all of a sudden went from being inept to the greatest offense. In the end, which is more – I'm not I'm, – no, I'm, just, I'm asking you this as a question that's just flat out because, look, there are certain things that guys are going to say on the record versus off the record when they're midseason. I'm telling you to just connect dots here – that which is more likely the, the, and, and just the, the, like, like take, take the rings. There's a third more one likely too. is the quarterback said you know what i just got my ass thumped i need to go ahead and maybe listen to this guy well <laughs> i also i also think there's another thir- oh, a third one which is they may not have done either one and like 
Dak is just making better decisions. He's just he's processing no, things. No, okay, quicker. so that's a like, Jer- he, that, no, that's a Jerry better. That's a Jerry quote with the interceptions. Well, he's he's just not putting the ball in harm's way. No, he's he's putting no, the ball exactly where he did. They're throwing the ball over the middle of the field now. They were not doing that early in the year. You can just look at go look at the charts of the way the ball was being thrown. He said it in that interview with Jason Garrett. We weren't pushing the ball down the field enough, and Mike McCarthy will tell you that. Like it was a thing. This is something where they are running an offense that is more closely related to what they ran last year than the first five weeks of the season. You can see those concepts are not the same. It was one, two, three, ball out. That's what they were doing the first five weeks. And since then, Dak has been running more. Dak told Jason Garrett, I decided I needed to run more. And they're running concepts that were more similar to last year. I mean, look, the, the Rangers, take the Rangers, Mike. Have you not known just over the course of your, your time being around the Rangers, haven't you known that there are certain people who will get credit for things along the way that you go, I know because of my discussions with people inside that building that that person's getting way too much public credit. Sure. In in a if you want me to answer in a yes or no just a yeah generalized way yes, but somebody deserves some credit here. It can't just be all Dak. I'm not I, saying I just it's think Dak. Da- I think Dak would say, wouldn't Dak be honest enough to say, boy, we're running a lot of the same concepts. I'm comfortable. Like, why would he like the way he did that? And Jerry does work a little bit off of public perception. He just pretty much told Chris Collinsworth and Mike Tirico, give Mike McCarthy a five-year extension because this guy's unbelievable. Why would, if he doesn't want to work with Mike McCarthy anymore, why would he give that much fuel to the public to say Mike McCarthy is the guy I want to be quarterback for the rest of my career? Because what's happened is at this point, and this is where we were talking about earlier in the show, is that what's happened is Mike McCarthy has kind of gone, all right, hands off, do like, like, let's, let's go back to what you're comfortable with. And if Dak's going to say, all right, he's going to let me do things the way I want. All right, fine. You stay out of my way. We'll we'll do this. Did you guys hear how long Bobby's question to Jerry was? I need that six seconds. Really long. Really, really, really Should long. we play it again? No, we're not. Does it beat Chiafalo, though? No. Oh, oh, it's so like so half close. Does, half of like it. 35 seconds. Chiafalo still doubled it up. We are back tomorrow morning. Enjoy the return of Mikey Bassick and the KMC Masterpiece next on this radio show that Jerry has once again renamed. Hey, man, Sean, RJ, Sean, good to be on there. Oh, <laughs> that was my walk-off, Peyton. Yeah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.